Where'd you go to college? In Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. No. UHH, University of Hawaii at Hilo. Renowned. Renowned. Yeah. I didn't go to college. I couldn't do it. Um, I dropped out for a year. I bought a one-way ticket to the UK and then like overstayed my visa and lived there for like nine months. <laughs> You're so wild. Hey everyone, I'm Derek Fox and you're watching A Bunch of Losers. My guest today is Felix Fong from MasterChef Season 3 and MasterChef All-Stars. We talk about her MC audition, growing up in Hawaii, life after MasterChef, front and back of house, and the beginning of her chili oil empire. Let's go, loser. Uh, Felix? Hello, welcome to A Bunch of Losers. I made it. <laughs> For everyone that doesn't know, I've asked Felix like 15,000 times to come on the podcast. And for whatever reason... Culver City's really far. I don't that's drive. That's such an LA answer. Such an LA answer. I don't drive. It's like $40 to Uber here. Yeah, I know. One way. You know? Uh, yeah. Bitch be hustling. Trying I, to make ends meet. Did I not offer to pay for your Uber ever? No, you didn't. <laughs> I, we might have to look back on that. I would have. I have offered. I'm, I, I'm, I'm taking my friend to lunch instead. Amazing. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll contribute to that. Where are you guys going to go to lunch? I don't know. She's like, I'm going to pick something expensive. I'm oh, like, maybe I'm not contributing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like more expensive than the Uber ride now. But you know what? At least it's it, with good company. Yeah. Can I pour myself some of the oh, sparkling water? You, Thank you for hooking it up. Let me be yeah, let me be the good host here. For fuck's sake. Do, this is so cute. Like Did you make this? Uh, I had a friend gift these to me. Thank you, Hadas. Adorable. Uh, and yeah, they are. Derek. Is there something in there? Yeah, look. It's not food safe. Dang. Should I drink it anyways? Here, I'll drink it anyways. No, here, you take this one. Okay. I'll drink this one. <laughs> they were in my backpack. I'm sorry. No, there's hair in this one, too. God darn I'm it. I'm drinking from the bottle. You drink from the bottle. You can I'll drink, drink from, from both of the fox, fox mugs. <laughs> sorry. God, I'm terrible. <laughs> this is really hard to do when you're traveling. Oh, I didn't... You're doing good. Thank we're you. Here. We're here. We are here. Um... Master Chef season three. Does it feel like forever ago? It really does. Does it feel like it still like haunts you a little bit? No. Really? Yeah. Like you're. I, I mean, afterwards it was, you know how it is getting off of the show. Yeah. It's like a psychological mind fuck. Yeah. And then honestly, you like sink into like a slight depression. Facts. Um, I slight. Feel like... I could say heavy. <laughs> For me, it was because I didn't get so close. Seven's pretty close. I feel like I was actually six. Oh, but do they, tell. They brought Josh back. Ah, so it bumped you down. It bumped me down because the, I lost when they brought him back. Son of a bitch. Yeah, and then he made it. And then he made it to um, top two. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, Josh. Yeah. R.I.P. Josh. R.I.P. Josh. Did you watch the Fred episode that I did? No. God, I put my foot in my mouth. You know how Fred knows like every detail yeah, of MasterChef yeah. ever? I saw like snippets of Fred just being super Fred sassy. Yeah. 
and I was like quizzing them on who got eliminated when, who was runner up, who was, and I was like, who was, and I was just off the top of my head, I wasn't thinking about who they were, and I was like, who was runner up season three? And then he go, he just like laughs, and then he goes, oh, Josh. And then he was like, he died. And it was just like this, such, it was like such this awkward moment. Oh, and I was no. like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. That's rough. I mean, and he committed suicide. I know. Yeah. I mean, look, like. This is what Master Shuffle did. <laughs> I know. Being, I mean, being a runner up and standing there and watching the confetti fall and your family's there and, and. It's hard. I mean, I've, I definitely, I have a strong mind. Uh, I think psychologically, I, I, I do have a strong mind, but I could see where if you're not. Is Fox okay with us talking about this? Not Fox you, but like oh. Fox Network. Yeah, I'm sure. Slide the mic just a little bit closer. There you go. Um, yeah, they have, look, here's the other deal. I made these podcasts in like an hour and a half long. Some of them, I've, Michael and I, we w chatted for three hours. Yeah. Fox ain't sitting here listening, wasting their time trying to find yeah, out. Yeah, no I'm one, no them. one's listening, like from their team. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Because if they were, I'd, I'd have some phone calls already. But mm. yeah, we can, rules are meant to be broken, mm. right? Okay, so before you auditioned to Master Chef, what uh -huh. were you, what were you doing? Um, were I had just moved here, pretty bright eyed, bushy tailed from Hawaii. Oh, to pursue. Is that, is that where you grew up? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, and I actually saw the MasterChef casting call on Actors Access. Because this is back when they would do top, they would still film top 100. They don't do that anymore, right? Mm -mm. So it was a bigger budget back then. They would film top 100. And that was kind of like, kind of like American Idol, where that was the really exciting part where you you have all these people that they bring on that you kind of know aren't going to get on the show but i think that's why they're looking on actors access for like the magicians and like yeah. people who are going to come and like bring on something kind of weird right right um so i saw it my eyes lit up i'm like oh this seems really fun like i love cooking so i submitted myself i got a really friendly like letter from the casting being like oh yeah you seem great you you know we'll we'll get you in the VIP line, which promises that you'll get seen in LA, and this is the location. It was at the old ArcLight um, in Hollywood. So I get there, and I don't know. It's definitely not food safe, but everyone's like standing around in the afternoon heat, holding their dish, <laughs> right? And you just, definitely not you food safe. Just see like like a sea of people standing around, and I was like, oh, where's the VIP line? And then the VIP line was even longer. And oh, I was God. like, fuck. So, I mean, they promised a lot of people that they were going to get seen. Um, I don't think anyone who wasn't in the VIP line was actually going to have their Make food. Make it, right. Yeah. Right. Just because there were so much people there. Wow. Yeah. And so, when you... So, you, you find this on Actors Access. You've moved to LA to pursue acting. Yeah are you even considering like what happens if you actually make it on the show and you have to cook uh like did you want did you want to make it on the show to cook yeah okay okay yeah yeah because i because i cooked right so it wasn't it wasn't like oh i i'm making out i'm trying to get on the show for acting i'm trying to get on the show to cook okay right and actually after when i got off of it i 
stopped acting and you know like doing the acting stuff and i was like pursuing catering and like working back house and whatnot yeah for a little bit where did you work back house um so i was working at katsuya as a cert well i was a food runner at the time when i first moved here okay um and when i <laughs> when i got off the show i start i started working sushi back wow yeah for a little bit and then they're like felix you're going to overtime like you got to decide you want to be front of house or back of house and i was like Ugh. front of house more money yeah. yeah and also like back of house working for like a corporate company like that what am i doing i'm like cutting tomatoes like for hours like yeah boring boring super it's it's really i mean it really blows my mind how like kind of like lopsided the restaurant industry is right it's like so much work gets done back a house for like servers to just rack i've done it all too i've been front of house and back a house mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm it, front of house is so easy compared to back a house well i mean it just <sighs> It's different. Yeah. And every restaurant's different because some restaurants will do like, they're more like, you know, communistic where they split everything right, evenly. Right, like Jelena. And uh, some places like, you know, is really like off kilter. Yeah. But I would say the front of house is stressful in a different way because you have to deal with people. Yeah, you do have to deal with the people. And really annoying people, whereas back of house, like, it's not... The, the sense of like, you know, urgency or or what it, I mean, it's just so different because you don't really have to um, you don't really have to deal with anyone. Right. You can get lost in your own world. You can put a headphone like if some restaurants are cool that you can put headphones in and just cut the tomatoes. That's also like psychologically hard too. You're like you're sitting there day in, day out and you're like, I'm just doing the same thing. Like, what is my yeah. you get to that point where you're like, what is my purpose in life? I'm just cutting tomatoes. Are like, you speaking for yourself? I think. Maybe. Did you work a lot of back of house? I, so I did. Or are um, you just like I'm a private chef that came into chefdom after Master Chef? No, 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 no. <laughs> I so actually I, I've shared this before. So, but when I got off of Master Chef, I was like, Wait, I was, what were you doing before Master Chef? I was playing drums full time. Oh, I actually don't know anything about you. Yeah, no, you're. This is a two way. You can ask anything you want. <laughs> Um, I was playing drums full time. I moved to LA to pursue a music career. Uh huh. From where? From Florida. Okay. Um, I joined this band where called. All the creeps live. Well, I was. I. Jk. <laughs> Look, there's times <laughs> I don't even share them from Florida because Florida's a hot mess. I grew up in Colorado too. Okay. Um, but that's a really long story. Anyway, I went back to Florida for high school to play baseball, mm -hmm. and I ended up playing drum like teaching myself to play drums i joined a band we got really popular in the myspace days mm -hmm. i mean like we were top unsigned band on myspace oh, dang. touring the country making insane money like four kids and a merch guy making wow. eighty thousand dollars a tour like we were raking in money and we we're like let's move to la and we moved here and like blew all that money because it was so expensive to live here on cocaine no no not like <laughs> honestly just like living in an apartment and our singer going to chipotle every day it was just so expensive it was like four guys five guys eighty thousand dollars doesn't go very far you know yeah um plus we we've we funded our own records so we spent we split it in half and we took 40 grand and, and made a record like 
it was back when you had to like book studio time mm-hmm. like now you can make a dope record in your garage or in your in your living room uh but not not then like if we wanted real drums we had to get it we had to do a studio so anyway um the that band ended up breaking up like down the road i mean we got so close we, we were kiss fm breakout star like we played wango tango at wow. staples center like it was a big deal um and then the band broke up and then i started just playing as a hired gun mm-hmm. but i was working at restaurants serving tables to support as mm-hmm. you do in la because it's it's freelance it's hard in the music scene too the music scene is just the hardest industry i mean it really is and then as a drummer it's even harder because there's just <sighs> so many people are using samples and and drum machines because it's cheaper for them as an artist Mm. why pay a drummer when they can just bring this box around so i developed a really you know flashy style and and animated style of playing drums that really helped me stay booked and i was getting booked a lot with like female pop groups and i was with this one called sid youth and we were opening up for fifth harmony and we played a show with jason derillo and I mean, it was like, I mean, it was going, we opened up for Mickey Avalon at the Viper room. I mean, like, but I could see the band was falling apart and I was just like, I always went into the kitchen to cook for like therapy. Like when everything like wasn't going right in my life, I would go to the kitchen and like, I was just in the kitchen cooking and my wife had a bunch of friends over one day and I was cooking for them. Like I put headphones on. They were having like girls night in, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm cooking for them. So we're all saving money. <laughs> I got the headphones on. So I'm not listening to them talk. And, and they just like, they were like, you need to go on a cooking show. And I was like, no, I do not need to go on a cooking show. Do you remember what you're making when this is when I was doing night? little, just like little like tapas things. Mm-hmm. Nothing great. I mean, looking back, I would never make anything that I made. You know, like I've evolved that much. But it was, <laughs> it was, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Um, but then like two days went by and I was just like sitting at home and I was just like, fuck it. I'll email MasterChef. Um, and then 20 minutes later, they called me. Like, so you emailed them. I went because so like I understand like the business like you do, like the whole like there's casting websites. There's and so I went and I just found a casting email. Oh, okay. okay, And then I just uh, I just Googled like deep dive on a Google search and found a casting email. And then I sent them a picture of me playing drums like at Stable Center and Uh then a photo of this like scallop dish with purple cauliflower puree. And then uh and then a bio. Yeah, this guy Ned called me 20 minutes later. Oh, we met Ned. Yeah. Yeah, he Ned. was at the hotel. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Super nice guy. Um, So, yeah, it was, a, I mean, it was a, you know, it was one of those things, like, I wasn't really, like, prepared. So then, when I got all the way through MasterChef, I knew. How long was the casting process for you? Oh, God, like six, seven months. Yeah, same. Forever. Forever. Did you take the MMPI-2 test? Yeah. God, that was crazy. Did you have to make like a bunch of like home videos? Oh, my God. And it was at the <laughs> worst time. It was at the worst time. Uh, they were they were never convenient. Did they make you like film inside your closet? And I mean, they were like, we want to see your closet. We want to see your clothes. We want to see your bathroom. Like, You're they- like, these are my 10 pairs of jeggings. <laughs> I, so... I have them in every wow, color. Wow, <laughs> Felix. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the knife out. 
<laughs> You're like, actually, bitch, I've got like 50 pairs. <laughs> no, I got three. I rotate them. I'm such a guy when it comes to jeans. I'm like, I only need three pairs. Really? I feel like you probably have a lot of clothes. I do have a lot of clothes. Yeah. But like jeans, it's just I just like rotate through three do pairs. Do you have chef pants? I had one pair that I got from the show and uh-huh. I hated them. I now when I go into kitchens, like I don't I don't wear chef pants. You gotta look at um this company called Fryman. Fryman. Or is it Cooks? I can't remember. It's either Fryman <laughs> Cooksman or, or, or Cooks. Okay. Um, I know Cooks. But they do like really interesting designs. Oh, it's Cooks. Yeah. yeah, it's Cooks. I have this like sick uh leopard print oh, yeah? shut pair. Yeah. Alright, I might be able to get down with that. Yeah. I shouldn't have told you. Now you'll have the same leopard pair of chef pants. Could just be buddies and <laughs> wear the same pants and chef it up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, I so I, I, I knew there was moments, and I, and I want to ask you this question, but there were moments I knew when we filmed them. I was like, like I called my wife one night because we'd only get like 10 minutes a week to talk. And one day I did something great and we all got like phone time and mm-hmm. I, I called her and I was like, I changed our lives today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to be, but I felt it like it was just, it was such an intense moment. And it, I knew that it was all, I knew that that whole episode was going to be all about me and, and everything that I did just because of the, the interaction and I won the challenge and whatever. And it just felt like it felt so crazy. And I just like, I was like, I know this is going to change. So then I'm like, show ends i know i don't win but i can't tell anybody there's like this you know six months where we can't say shit to anybody Mm -hmm. which is also a psychological mind fuck Mm i was like i gotta go figure out the back of house i don't know the back house i know Mm -hmm. everything in a restaurant but the back of house Mm -hmm. so i went to burger lounge because i was like on larchmont no i went to the one in the marina okay but i went to burger lounge because i i just i just thought about it i was like okay let's think about all the restaurants in la Where's the fastest place I could learn the systems? But like fast food restaurants aren't like restaurant systems. But Burger Lounge is like a restaurant that does things really fast. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to learn the systems. And also really easy to get into probably. Yeah, because they always need people. You're not like trying to stodge at like some like super high end. Well, because I also, I was very naive and did that first. I went to Inaka and knocked on the back door mm-hmm. and I was like, can I work here? I was, Cause I saw the chef's table episode yeah. and I was just so inspired. I was like, Oh my God, I want to work here. And I went with this fucking cheesy ass resume with no cooking experience on it. It was just like, I'll do anything. And she, she was like, she was so nice, but she was like, she's like, you're white and you're not no, a the, woman. Well, so. facts. The pastry chef was white, but she was a woman. Um, anyway, it Is was, she white? The one that I met, the one that was at the back door, the lady that answered was there doing pastry. Gemma? <clears throat> I don't remember. She's I, half, if if it's the same one who was there for a I mean, long this was, time. This was like seven years ago. Yeah, she's half Japanese. The, yeah, this person wasn't, so maybe this person was oh. an assistant or something or, yeah. or prep or something. I have no idea. So anyway, what did they tell you? She was like, oh, okay, I'll pass it along. And I was, that so, was it. I was so naive. So anyway, I go to Burger Lounge and I knock on the door and I'm like, hey, I was like, I want to start at your bottom job. I was like, the worst job. I was like, I want to start there. I want to work my way up. And I can't tell you why. And they were like, what? I was like, I just really want to start at prep. <laughs> and they were like, they were just like, 
this is so weird. They're, and they're like, what is this white guy trying to come also, back here? It's like, I feel like you're creating a lot of drama when they're just like, dude, we don't care. Just like fill out the application and you right. like, won't we'll give you a position. You're like, it's I, really mysterious. Well, I can't tell I know, you why. Because I'm coming with so much context in my head, right? So much context. Everyone's like, because all also, right, dude, clock okay, in. Okay, tell me, in LA, how many white dudes are walking into the back of the kitchen going, can I do prep? Um, yeah, I don't zero. Know. Yeah, zero. Because a, a, a white dude just like, oh, I'm just gonna go work bar. You know, I'll work That's the bar true. and make more money. It for me, it wasn't about money. It was like I needed to learn this system. So they threw me, they threw me on prep, and I had to make, I had to make uh, burger patties, mm -hmm. and they gave me. I mean, it was just like so many pounds. I don't. Even, it was just like a mountain of fucking hamburger meat mm -hmm. and I had to put them into five and a half ounce portions mm -hmm. and they were like go and it took me like three and a half hours and they're like tomorrow you have to do this in an hour and a half or you're not here I imagine and I was like don't even lie Derek I imagine in your head you're like meditating and you're like this is my karate kid training. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put myself through this. It's going to make me stronger. And then I'll be inevitable. And then you're like, I didn't go that far. Wax on. Wax off. <laughs> you are with your like five and 5.5 ounce burger patties. Uh, something like that. I yeah. was like, there's a bigger, there's a bigger thing here. But I was like, when he said that to me, he's like, you have to do this in an hour and a half. I was like, I don't fucking know how that's possible. And then I came in the next day and this dude on the line saw me like just hustling, but knew, knew he needed to come over and show me something. Mm -hmm. So he comes over and shows me this little technique and I was like, oh shit. And it did, it cut it, it cut my time in half and, and I made it happen. And then it was like, okay, cool. And then I did that for like a week and a half. And then I started doing that and French fries. And, and then all of a sudden one day, like the salad guy didn't show up. And mm -hmm. it was like, Derek, you're on salads. And I mean, like, literally, is like, what was the technique? So making it faster. Is it? Yeah, wait, can okay. I guess? Yeah. Is it because instead of like pulling it and doing each one and making it five point five, it was just kind of separating them quickly and then going in to make sure the weight close. So imagine this is the scale. Yeah. So you would take. You would Ooh, are those your cookies? Yeah. <laughs> this okay. Is, this are is we for gonna you. eat them? This is for you. Okay. Awesome. I mean, we can eat it here, but you have to earn it. We have a game we're gonna play. Oh. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm not good at games. You'll be fine at this game. Okay. But imagine this is a scale, and we got mound of burgers. So you grab what you think is yeah. five point five, yeah. and you drop it, and then while it's registering the weight, you grab another handful, and mm -hmm. then you see what that is, and then you pick it up and you drop this one and you either tear off or add on and then you swap and then you pretty much nail it so you're, you're doing this like double oh, it's like a I, juggling I act. you're saying yeah and i was like oh that's brilliant and uh yeah it worked and then salad guy didn't show up i went up to salads and now just... you're a master salad tosser <laughs> oh my god you had to <laughs> oh felix felix <laughs> well yeah you're like yes i am as a matter of fact as a matter of fact um okay so back to the question i said i wanted to ask you was there in season three any moments that you knew you're like this is going to change my life like 
I have a whole new like when I leave here, everything's different. I was so I was this is like a decade ago. Yeah. And I feel like you I was, don't look like you've aged a day. I feel like I was such an ingenue and like so innocent. Yeah. And I, it felt so real to me. Right. You know, and looking back, I'm like, it's just TV. But in the moment. I know. And I'm really upset about I'll let you finish, but I, I want to come back to I'm really upset about season 12 and you not making it. Oh, but I'm I really feel like mad. it was strategic. I know, no but you one, were so good. There was no one from before season five, right? That I, got I don't, in. I don't remember. I feel like, but that doesn't matter. What? But that? But why would that matter? Because I feel like they want it to be relative, like for people to remember everyone who. Yeah, but Dara was a Master Chef Junior from season one. But that's different. It's Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I cut you off. I no. apologize. So, you you were oh, like, you're oh, it's in here too. Yeah, but, well, I am because like <laughs> I've been getting a, I, I've been trying to work on not cutting off my guests. Uh-huh. Did you notice that I have a lisp? No, I have Invisalign now. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, not that's at why all. I sound like this. Well, like we like we haven't like talked a lot, so I don't really know what you sound like. <laughs> we have no, we we hung out. I know, but like briefly, you didn't hang out much at the hotel. I feel like you didn't. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I did. Hmm. Okay. But you were you were like busy, like conspiring. Everyone thought that. <laughs> Everyone thought that I was not. I had no. It was not conspiring with anybody. My goal was to go in there and just kick everyone's ass. I had exactly. No, I just wanted to that. talk with everybody. Oh. Everyone thought that. Like Fred and Fred was. Fred was telling Dara one day. Him and him and Bree were like. I heard that Fred had like a list. We all had lists. Well, I didn't have a list, but I didn't have I, a list. I jumped. I jumped on Mike's list a little bit. Mike. No, I heard that Fred had like a breakdown list of who of each person. Oh, like where a, they left at, like oh, on the yeah. season, and like like a. That's in his head, though. He has that memorized. It's oh, wild. That's that is. Wild. That's what I was challenging him on when he was on the podcast. Oh, I was asking him. I don't know these, anything. He's. He is the I try insane to forget my season, yeah. to be honest. So you were just like, oh, it's TV. You feel that way now. But like... At the time, yeah. it was my life. Yeah. And then, I mean, and that's why you feel depressed afterwards. Because you're like, but now what do I do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh-huh, like, yeah. and, and then while you're on the jury, you're like, all right, this is going to like change my life. Like all these things and honestly i was like kind of cocky at, like after the show yeah i can say that now like after you know since you've so had enough much self-reflection time, so much time has passed you know like i got off and i was like oh i was on this like cooking show and i did pretty good and like you know now i'm working at the restaurant but good Do- things are gonna happen you know um I don't know. I went back and I like demanded it was a new manager and I was like, um, you know, our old manager said that I was going to be serving. So like, make sure that happens. And she was like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, who the fuck are you? And in L.A., man, like that's that's dangerous. <laughs> it was. She gave me hell for years. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, oh, man, that's crazy. 
but you know. So when you came off the show, like, what was the goal? Like, what was the dream? Like to do cooking. Yeah. Yeah. So I like started doing some catering, but it was really hard without a vehicle and without funding and without real back of house experience. Yeah. So like all of those things, um, just kind of like being inexperienced and. I realized after some time that like I don't want to be a chef. Like I don't want to work in a kitchen as a chef. I love cooking. Sorry, I have like a little bit of phlegm. Can we just swallow mm, it? Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> this weather, I feel like everyone's like on the cusp of like getting sick. Getting sick, but not. I feel like I've been like trying to not get sick for like two weeks. Um. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. But you were saying you didn't want to be a chef. I realized that. Yeah. Like I don't want to be like a full time chef that has to like work in the kitchen or be like corporate, you know? Because they're all miserable. Yeah. And alcoholics. Yeah. Like, you know, all these chefs that you meet, not all of them just seem like seriously fucked up. Yeah, like pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or just assholes, whatever. Pirates is like making it sound cool. <laughs> pirates does kind of glamorize it, but not the not the you know not the Disney pirates. Mm. Um, when, but you've been doing like pop ups now though, yeah. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah, you know but that's what's fu- that's what that's I, what's fun. Yeah, 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 is like cooking and doing something and not having like oh I have to like go and make the same shit every single day. That's boring. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's what I was saying earlier. When you, when you're in back of house, like you got to do the same job every day. I I know what you're saying. Like c- coming from the place where you're like, I don't have the experience, but you have these people that like want you to do something. Like they want you to cater their party, and you're like, why the fuck do I do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> the band experience in me was just like fake it till you make it. Just like say yes, show up, figure it out, and mm-hmm. if you fail, you fail. I had a, my first my first private dinner like pop up like private catered dinner it was so bad. Mm. It, the food was good, but I was an unorganized fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> and way overbought. Like I probably spent double what I needed to on ingredients just to make. I wanted to make sure I had it all. Just like I couldn't figure out my food costs. I remember having just like this pile of leftover cabbage for some reason. Oh, man. <laughs> just like, and it, you know, when cabbage is cut up and just piled up. It just but looks... you, you also don't want to like undershoot because then you'll be fucked. Right, right. It's better and to have extra. Better to have extra for sure. Yeah. But now like when I do pop-ups, I like to just like nail it. I'm like, I don't want to have any waste. I don't want to be short. I don't want to have extra because mm-hmm. that's the, that's the dollar. You know, and it and it's hard with pop pups because it's like there's no room for error. It's not like at a restaurant where you have three days worth of stock, and it's like if you fuck something up, you can tap into the next day, bring it forward, reorder. I mean, the true success is that you sell out. Yeah. So I feel like that's the end goal was to not have anything left over. Sure. And then and, you leave people wanting more. Which is great in a restaurant because yeah, you you show up the next day and you reorder. But like with a pop up, it's a, when it's a one night only thing. It's like I can't burn one piece of fish, or I can't burn uh-huh. like can't fuck up because I only have so many pieces. So I, that that challenge is fun, you know. You you bring one extra piece, and you're like, I got one mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wax on, wax off. <laughs> uh, anyway, what was it like growing up in Hawaii? Um, cracked out. 
<laughs> Please do tell. I don't know. It's just kind of ghetto. I'm from Big Island. There's like, I don't know. I feel like some people live really wholesome lives, but I was kind of a bad kid. Really? Yeah. Share. Tell me. Tell me about your childhood. Um. Well, I got, people want to know. <laughs> I got expelled from middle school. Middle school. When I was in like seventh grade, so then this, just the smoking way it cigarettes works, under the bleachers. Um, I actually had like drug paraphernalia. I had a homemade bong in my backpack. B o n g bong. Bonga. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> it was it had been used, mm. so there was, you know, remnants of marijuana. And then when they took me to the office and they searched my backpack, I had a steak knife in there for an art project because it's easier to saw through cardboard than to cut it. And they said that was a dangerous weapon. So I had the double whammy. Uh-oh. So um, when you get expelled from a public school, you can't go to another public school for the remainder of the year. So then I, I had to go to a Catholic school in the middle of the school year. I know what that's like because my my dad, when he came into our lives, he put us in a Catholic school. <laughs> he just came into your life out of nowhere. Like... Well, my so he's my stepdad. My uh -huh. mom remarried, but he raised us. I call him dad. But they, uh -huh. he wanted to try it out. He put oh, us in it. A... Okay, I thought it was like your real dad coming back no, yeah. and being like, "Now I'm back in your life. <laughs> You're going to Catholic, Catholic school." <laughs> anyway, that's so crazy. So you you had to go to Catholic school. I had to go to Catholic school. My parents were pissed. And was because this... they have to pay for Catholic school. Uh... Yeah. So then I was like doing like work study, like working with the art teacher, cleaning up her room after school, you know, to help. Wow. But it was really funny because my it was like a class of like maybe like 35, 40 tops, very small school. And I don't think it was better because because it's such a small school, middle school and high school were lumped together. So now in my middle school, I have the influence of like all the high schoolers um and our our catholic school was interesting it was called saint joseph aren't the, they all the soccer team would always win because they would exchange students from brazil and all the brazilian students who came would play on the soccer team and also i these brazilian students a lot of them were like 18 because they do their exchange program like i think right after they graduate wow. so they're like these like grown ass brazilian men <laughs> playing high school soccer playing high school soccer oh my gosh yeah at the at the catholic school and plus they're like feel they're like plus they're, they're hot they're hot and they're, they're hot. and they're traveling so they're like they're feeling all extra and they're probably a major bad influence um yeah so there's that and then I think my class was really sadistic, and they everyone knew why I was there because no one comes in the middle of the school year, right? From uh, a public so school. like, oh, troublemakers here. But were but were you really? So you had this bong, but was it your bong? Were you smoking out of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and they voted me because I ended up staying another year. So I finished up the school year, stayed for another year. And they voted me for class president. At the Catholic school? I did not nominate myself. <laughs> Someone nominated me. I got it. And then I was like, well, I guess this will look good like on my... Everyone everyone nominated you. Like, she's going to legalize weed. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm like, because they all know I'm like smoking cigarettes in the bathroom and, you know, oh just like God. being rotten. Yeah, it was pretty funny. That's not that rotten. Yeah. My brother in, in middle school did some way worse shit. I won't talk about it. I sh- shouldn't talk about it on here because it's his, oh, his story, his you can life. You text but... it to me later. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah, wild. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to go into details about the shit I've done, but... I mean, yeah. you can if you want. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> um, here, just pull that in just a little bit. There yeah. you go. Um, Wow, that's crazy. So, after that year and a half, did you go back to public high school? Or did you just drop I out? Or, yeah, 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 I went back. I went okay. back to public high school. And you never, like, never thought about college? I went to college. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. You may, I, I don't know. I just felt like you just jumped from Hawaii to LA to pursue acting. Where'd you go to college? In Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Oh. UHH, University of Hawaii at Hilo. Renowned. Renowned. Yeah. I didn't go to college. I couldn't do it. Um, I dropped out for a year. I bought a one-way ticket to the UK and then like overstayed my visa and lived there for like nine months. <laughs> you're so wild <laughs> like when i met you at at the all-star season i was like she's so shy like i felt like you were so shy and really? then yeah and then i follow you on instagram and it's like you're swinging around on a pole and like, that's really funny that people think that i thought i was shy. i thought you were very shy yeah <sighs> that's very strange to me yeah yeah you don't feel like you're shy I am not shy. <laughs> really? You thought I was shy? Yeah. Yeah. By I think, what? Just the, like, I don't know. The Like, I didn't see, like, the outgoing, like, wanting to talk to everybody. And maybe I'm just, like, in my head about it. Maybe it wasn't a maybe Oh, it wasn't that's a not shy. That's, like, standoffish. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're all like forced to be in this place. I just, I, I got shy vibes from you for no particular reason. I just, that's what I got. Yeah. Someone, um, cause, oh, so I recently cut my hair and dyed it black. I like it. Um, it's I, cool. I look like Professor Snape <laughs> from <Me>. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> But I was working this event the other night and this like random dude came up to me and he was drunk and you I don't was, <laughs> I looked like Professor. No, you Stank. don't. <laughs> no, you don't. It's like so dyed black. Yeah, but like just you could I mean you could say that about any person that has dark black hair. I mean you could be like you're the singer of AFI right now. I don't know. <laughs> but not Professor Snape. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Sorry, you can tell I don't watch Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm like, who's that? But this dude was like, well, I'm working at like um, a food stall, like serving like desserts and stuff. And he came over, he's wasted, gives me a hug, introduces himself. And then like towards the end, he was like, you look so wholesome. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he... <laughs> what? And he was like, can I follow your Instagram? I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. Strap in, buddy. <laughs> Super wholesome. <laughs> it Very is, wholesome. It is so wholesome. <laughs> it, it's so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the all the do you do the pole dancing for just like full on exercise like yeah 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 it's, it's a fun workout it's a good workout i mean yeah. I, I haven't done it but i know that it is um but i don't know back to cooking i feel like 
<laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to like get on that topic. Um, no, I mean it's my brand. I hosted a show called Sex Plus Food. Come on. Like I mean, really like that's on brand. It's on brand. Yeah. Um, yes, back to food. So wait, this guy just hugs you out of nowhere? He just like drunk hugs you out of food still? Yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> can I, yeah. he asks you if you can follow you on instagram but then hugs you with it and with no consent <laughs> amazing um so you're doing these pop-ups like um are you trying to do them certain amount of dates like you have like a whole like thing you're building or are you just r like randomly doing them um they're more i guess they're more at random so post master chef uh I had some fun opportunities. I was doing some catering, some pop-ups with like other contestants, and um, I had the chance to host a show on Vice Munchies, and that was that's the sex plus food show that I did. Um, and then I hosted a cannabis show. Amazing. And the bong, got... the bong, and the steak knife come full circle. I know, right? <laughs> I never thought about that. Really? <laughs> I should get those tattooed on me. Like a homemade bong and a steak knife. And um, Chinatown, that's how I met my friend Judy. Uh, they invited me to do to host culinary stage for Chinese New Year's. So cool. Um, where we would also do food demos. And one of the art directors who was on MasterChef during my season, really cool gal. Her name's Nicole. She was working for Pop Sugar after so i went in and did uh freelance food styling for them sweet yeah so that and then like working back of house um after a while i was like i it's so hard to like actually make a living doing this i dropped it and kind of went more full time back to focusing on acting okay and then just was cooking because i loved it and it was actually kind of the pandemic that kind of like got me refired up about like getting back into food in a in a way that was more than just a hobby. Um, so my friend, uh, she has a a small currently online business called Goo Groceries. So she it's all Taiwanese like kitchen staples, pantry staples, and then she also does pastries and desserts and some uh, savory items at um, at a market in Chinatown, the okay. LA River Market, every okay. Thursday. Amazing, and yeah. you're helping her with that? I help her when she does like other pop-ups where I'll come in and I started making chili oils Yeah. to sell when I would do pop-ups with her or where she would have like farmer's market stays and it's just become a thing and I've like really honed in on like my recipe. So I, I ran out, so I don't have a jar, but I'll gift you one oh, the next amazing. time I make a batch. I would love that. But it's that. an aphrodisiac chili oil. Hey, on brand. On brand. So it's called the horny goat. The horny goat. Have you heard of horny goat weed? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like one of the main herbs that's infused with the oils. Oh, I can't wait to try this. Um, What do you recommend putting it on? You like, put it on anything. Well, I know, but what, what, it's, what what's the go-to? It's great because I make it. I'm like eating a lot of it it's great with just like cold tofu but mm. also great with eggs on like Ooh. avocado toast like of course any like asian thing but also i don't know just eating it like 
with like plain noodles and soy sauce. Are you selling this online? Not yet. I'm only doing very, everything is very small batch. I'm just doing them at like markets that I pop up that I pop up. Okay. At. Let me know when you need help and you want to go to online because that's okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'll I did with I this. Will, I'll, I'll reach out to you. I launched it sure. through Shopify. Shopify is amazing. Okay. Um, and but start selling on Instagram. Just like put it in your story and people can Venmo you and send I you just, an address. I just need to have a better um, system because at this moment, because it is like a perishable as far as like sealing it and and shipping. I don't know. I guess I need to do more research on that. When you how do you seal it? It's just in like little little glass jars. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any sort of vacuuming that it, happens? It's not no. Okay. At the moment. So got it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, but that's so cool. That's like the next steps. You just little, little baby steps, set goals and. Yeah. But I'm very happy with the product and people are into it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. And then you do that, you do that every Thursday you sell, you go out? No, she does it every Thursday. Sorry, okay. I do it like when she has more specific pop-ups. So there's a couple coming up in December. Cool. And those are great because it's like gift giving season. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. I do chili oils. I also make hot sauces. And then um, she and I will do like Taiwanese themed pop-ups where we cook like savory foods and sweets. So we did one with, have you heard of Chainsaw? No. They're really big on the east side in LA. It's like super hipster. Okay. This chick has like her backyard and whoever, like whatever uh, chefs that go and that she's featuring, we're cooking over basically like an Elysian like park uh grill type um, situation amazing yeah that's like kind of hard for like 50 people that's really hard making like all these like insane like handiwork like dishes you know like homemade dumplings and right. like yeah wow yeah um when you do your pop-ups feature you should definitely just like i mean you're I'm sure you thought of this but feature your oil in the dishes yes. and then have it there That's for sale. That's what I've been doing yeah. with the later ones, like, so you know, cool. making food that it kind of goes with, and then people are like, oh, I love this, yeah. and then, yeah. Boom, there it is. There it is. That's... Yeah, we're gonna be doing one, hopefully, in December. It was supposed to be November, but this month has just been so hectic and, like, kind of flying by, um, at a wine bar downtown, and I'm thinking my friend is probably gonna do, like, a rice porridge, and that's like easy pickup. There's no kitchen in the wine bar. I'll probably right. just bring like a butane um, gas burner and juice uh, homemade scallion pancakes. Or an induction burner. Have you ever used one of those? Like a plug-in one? Yeah. Yeah, I could do yeah. that. But then you have to like make sure that you can be plugged at whatever outlet. True, 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 true. Yeah, but both are options. I just think about like fire in a place that's not ready for fire or not built for fire. True. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing these. I was doing these art pop-ups. I met this artist, his name's Taft McCorder. Shout out Taft. Uh, he is this like abstract artist. Mm -hmm. I met him at a charity and um, he does like these really cool like splatter paintings, but mm -hmm. it's like more than just throwing paint. Like he does, he builds like these crazy layers. And I saw his painting and I, and I, you know, I met him. I went up to him and I was like, dude, I was like, your painting is like so inspiring. He's like, I want to. Told him I was like, I want to make food look like your paintings, mm. and then we became friends. And it took me like a year to like really like figure out how I was going to do it, and then we teamed up and we got we rented an art studio, 
in like mid city um and i put a dining room down the middle of the art studio or the the uh art gallery beautiful art gallery put the table down the middle we decorated the table like to the vibe of all the colors in his paintings and we had all of his paintings on the walls and then i built a kitchen so that everyone like sitting could watch Whoa. the whole team put the food together so like watching me paint with the food oh that's so cool it was really cool but like i'm like thinking i'm like i'm, I'm in an art gallery like i can't have fire in here so i sous vide and i made a menu that was all sous vide and and then induction that has burner to work with the environment yeah. yeah yeah dude like i gotta say i watched season 12 and like to be honest i didn't really watch any master chef after season four Mm. I watched the season after and then I just kind of stopped, you yeah. know, because it's traumatizing. It is. It, I mean, I'm right with you. I, I, as <laughs> soon as I came off like, season six, I was six, so obsessed. Like yeah. season four, I was like, I'm going to watch. And then I was like, oh, like, forget about it. Yeah. You know? It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. I, MasterChef Junior was airing when I got off of season six. Yeah. And I tried to watch it and I just like, I couldn't stop crying. It was yeah. just like emotion overwhelming. And I was but like, I'm done. Season 12 was really fun to watch because really? first of all, I knew everyone. Okay. So like having met everyone, right. it felt like it was extra interesting and fun because I was like, Oh, like I met these people and like, I know them. So what did you think? Like, um, I cried when, uh, when Gordon Ramsay told you that you cook, like you're at the finale for like every, you know, every challenge for every challenge. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You made some really like sick dishes, man. Thank you. And some, some of them weren't even like featured. Like they, because they even, couldn't, you know, they couldn't, they can't like call on you every single time. Exactly. <laughs> so here's, I'll tell you why this actually is a really pivotal moment in my life. Um, we had a, we had a, we had a, and some of the things that they were like, Oh, this is so good. I was like, yeah the, i don't know yeah like, there was a couple where i'm like oh, it looks okay like, yeah there was a couple that were questionable um and then there was some that like anyway we'll come back to that there was this moment where we got to showcase my band got to showcase for a producer his name is bob marlett he's like recorded the foo fighters and uh -huh. like a bunch of big big fucking rock bands and uh we got invited to his his house and saw his studio, and then he was like, "You know, we scheduled a we scheduled a date for us to come and perform for him. Mm -hmm. Private performance, just him and his wife sitting there, and we played." And he goes, "I love the song." He goes, "The song is great." He's like, "But it's not undeniable." Mm. He's like, "When you guys when you guys figure out how to write an undeniable song, he goes, then I can help you." And I was like, fuck. And then, like, I took that and I go, I can only do oh, my part. That's so annoying. It's like, you love it, but then, like... Yeah. I, but those are the things. But it's not good enough? Yeah. But but that's someone with experience telling you, you know? And it's like, it, it's soul-crushing in the moment, but it is also the moment you can learn. And so... But I took that advice and I applied it to the rest of my life. Mm. I was like, if I'm going to do anything now... Like from that day forward, I was like, anything I do, it's going to be undeniable. Can I look at the cookie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so that that's what happened with the cookie. I started making it and then. Packaging on point. I know, right? Super cool. Wait till you 
wait till you At open. Mega. Where'd you come up with the name? How'd you come up with it? Well, because when I was trying to figure out how to make cookies to sell them, I couldn't just do like regular basic cookies. And I was just like, what if I do like one just big, like epic, like mega? I was like, it's weighty. And I was like, epic mega cookie. It's a whole dozen cookies baked into one. What? Yeah. Took some figuring out. It was not easy. And then is this um alien skulls? Alien skulls, lightning bolts, cookie pieces. It's kind of like, like me. But then... Ooh, who did the graphics? Um, I designed everything, but I had a, I had a company in uh, New York bring it to life. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, I definitely need to talk to you about branding. Let's go. Because I have ideas. I just need to like be well, able to... I just opened a what store. The, what the next step. Oh, you did? Yeah, in Playa. So I took this whole box, and now I have a... It looks like... The box is so like, you have a brick and mortar for... it's a retail shop so i huh. i bake off-site location and fill the retail shop Ooh, this looks this is a s'mores cookie yeah <gasps> this oh, is wow. the og oh wow it smells really good and the plastic bag that it's in is a plant-based plastic bag like if you put it in water long enough it'll i can eat the bag i mean i wouldn't recommend eating it but, but i could you could it's like a clear salad. I'm really excited about this. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna but don't think you're later. skipping over the game. We have to play a game. Oh, I'm already <laughs> Where's my bag? <laughs> Where's my exactly. bag? Oh, sweet. Yeah, I would love to help you. Um, any. How much are these cookies? Um, I sell that one for $30. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, it's all gourmet ingredients. It's all, it's high end butter. It's King Arthur flour. Yeah. Like I'm, like I'm not buying just like the cheap. Well, obviously. And then also and then even the box. The box. Yeah. yeah. The box is actually more expensive than the cookie. So. Right. It's um, all about packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm selling more than just a cookie. I'm selling an experience. I mean like. You're this, selling a brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it came together during the pandemic and I felt like we were all like needing this we we were all yearning for celebration and and hanging out and groups because we were all we all had to be so isolated and it was like we wanted to be together and like this is something that you can share it makes you smile like you open it up you can't help but smile because it's such a big cookie and you're gonna share it with somebody or you're not and you're gonna have who was your least favorite person on season twelve oh Christian yeah he became that way because he he was putting on this whole this whole like fake act. And he was very ungrateful. Um, there was a moment we got to go out and walk to the to the bank. You know, we were getting our per diem. Uh -huh. And some people didn't want to go to the bank. Some people wanted to go to the park. So they divided. We divided up. It was like, whoever wants to go to the bank, go with Christy. Whoever wants to go to the park, go with the rest of the Wranglers. Mm -hmm. Cool. The bank that we were going to was, so you know where the hotel was. It was the chase up in front of the mall. Okay. It was like two and a half blocks, three blocks maybe. Not a long walk. And guess what? We have nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. Myself, Christian, and Christy were walking to the bank, and Christian is just bitching the whole time. I can't believe we have to walk. Like, you guys have buses. Like, you should be taking us. Like, or call us an Uber. Like, this is, this is fucking bullshit. And I'm just like, dude, yeah, we're all, we're all stressed. We're all, I'm like, Chill out. I'm like, we're outside. Like, it's no big deal. And then he just crosses the street and goes to the other side of the street because he doesn't want to walk with Christy, our wrangler, because mm. he feels like a child. It's like, no, now you're acting like a child. Mm -hmm. So it was like stuff like that. It's that kind of stuff. It's like, you signed up for this. Don't act like 
you don't want to be here. Don't act like this is a burden to your life. Like you're here doing something that people yeah. would literally those kill. team challenges. It was like, ooh, like yeah, that first that first acting, one that first like, one pissed me mm. off so bad. Well, and they only showed so little of it. I mean, he was yelling like that the whole time. It was enough though. Like seeing that, I was like, ooh, yeah. And I, I mean, you saw like there was that moment I'm like grabbing him by the shoulders. I was like, yo, you're fucking stressing everybody out. Like, chill out. Yeah. Chill. And I like how his voice gets really high pitched, though, when he's like, <laughs> when he's like, excited or like, is that, wasn't that funny? I don't know. I It was it was cringe <laughs> for me. I yeah. Like, I was like, whoa, it interesting. Was, he was so annoying. <laughs> and then favorite? Um, Michael and I and Dara and I got along really well. Mm-hmm. I've gone and visited Michael a couple times in Austin. I've hung out with Dara a couple times. Um, yeah, we got along. Michael seems really, really nice. Dara, My- obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I told Michael, I was like, there was only three people I was okay with winning this thing. Yeah. I was like, Dara, you, and myself. <laughs> so I'm glad it was one of us three. But that was just because, like, you know... What did you get let go on? Remind me. Uh, the wall challenge where Amanda and I were a team and yeah. it was a double elimination. And we had the wall between us. Yes. Which is the most ridiculous, stupid, fake ass challenge ever. It has nothing to do with cooking or any real life. Experience. And then what did you and Amanda make? Like a fish dish? No, we did uh, a duck. Oh. And she wanted to do it with couscous. Uh-huh. Uh, I asked her, I said, because here's the thing. It was like, I felt like two things i didn't want to just you know you were letting her take the lead because you didn't want to be like i'm gonna you know yeah i didn't want to be like i'm and it was probably the one time that i should have just been the asshole but like i like i've done so much growth i don't want to i don't want to be the asshole yeah, you know and like, you also wanted her to like be able to take leadership because i think she was saying like someone had said that she seemed really soft spoken right. or something. So she was like trying to prove herself as not that. Well, and I know Amanda. She's really f- nice from my season. She's a she is a she's a nice person, and she's also very good. Like yeah. she's a really good cook. I like her. So I and she's got swag. Yeah, she has swag. Girls like always like, like she has decked the, out in like yeah. designer shit. Yeah, she'll <laughs> have like the nicest hijab on, and then like beautiful sunglasses, and then just like. Like the sweetest Nikes. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but she, <laughs> but here's the difference though. She doesn't do fancy food. Mm. And I, I do like, I really like to get fancy. So, yeah. but I was like, if I get fancy, if I also take the lead and I get fancy, I think is she's she like going to be able to keep up? She's like a really like beautiful dessert maker, like fancy dessert. Yeah. She does fancy, but for like savory, she's like yeah. very home style, like, yeah. like family style. Yeah. So I said to her, what, what protein do you feel comfortable with? And she said, let's do duck. And I was like, great. I can, I can do duck. If you feel comfortable with duck, I'll do duck. And then she was like, let's, let's do it with a couscous. And I think I mentioned I wanted to do it with a parsnip puree and like a cherry sauce. And that did, that didn't, she, she just was like, no, let's, do, we, we should do couscous. And I was just like, all right. I mean, I also just feel like 
maybe that's just the way that the charts were going at the time you know it doesn't really have anything to do with what yeah because mean I, I mean honestly dara what? and dara and shanika's dish was not any yeah, better exactly and then we were supposed to do a michelin star dish and christian and, and i think it was just in the stars for them that you weren't going to make it a top three at that point for whatever actually, demographic reason what it was because michael and i had an algorithm uh-huh. It was whoever was with Amanda was going home. Huh. Huh. Whoever was with Amanda was going home. Um, and I don't think they expected it to be me with Amanda. They didn't think that was going to be the partnership. Um, and so it just went Maybe the way Maybe it was it either you or Michael because they yeah. needed to get rid of one white guy. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you you saw it and you can say I can't say it. Why? I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't say it. You're like this is why. This is why. This is why. It's not because would, my duck dish sucked. <laughs> yeah, no. Because like also Christian and and um, Willie's dish that was well, nothing Michelin star about that. It looked like a, a it was a big giant fucking steak on a bunch of mashed potatoes. Like yeah. and they were also not even on the same plate. So fuck off with that noise. Like, how are you feeling coming? Because it's still really fresh. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I Like, I'm cool with it. Like, I knew, like, I always say, like, when opportunity presents itself, there's no more time to prepare. Mm-hmm. And last time that I was on MasterChef, I was not prepared for after. No one was. We have no idea. We've never done this before. And there, no one hands you a user manual and says, this is what you do after. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like... This time, I have a second chance. I'm going in there to win this thing. But if I don't, I'm going to have this and this ready. And I already had this podcast idea ready. I already had the production company lined up. I was like, if this is how this is going to go, it's like, I'm coming back and we're doing this. I love your business mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, and then I need a product to sell. And I was already working on this before they called me. Yeah. 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 So I was like, I'm going to have a product to sell this time because I, because that's the thing. I can't go do the dinners and the pop-ups like I did last time. I'm full-time private chef. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just was like, I got to have my ducks in a row ready to go. And honestly, production, they were assholes this year. They didn't have their shit together. The sh- the shit they pulled with like telling three people that they couldn't even audition after they have like family fly in. That was insane. And I'm like, this is why I don't let MasterChef tug on my heartstrings. I had no one come and I mm, live in L.A. Yeah. I didn't want anyone there. They They were probably upset about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because they need to pull on America's heartstrings and show the fan like like you're fighting for your family or whatever. That's why I didn't know? get it. And I was like, this this bitch didn't even bring so anyone. When they called you, where were you? What were you doing when you got the phone call? Um I think they were like, Oh my god, we finally got through to you. You don't know how hard you are to get in touch with. She's difficult, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think I had changed my number maybe too. Yeah. And then they were like, I think it was like finally through like an Instagram DM. Cause I also like wasn't really checking my emails. Like, yeah, it's the only way you communicate Instagram know. DM. I was like, here's my number. Text me when you're on your way. I get a message for through Instagram. I'm like, all right. I just have a hard time. 
transferring the number on your... You can't just hold down and then, and then hit send message? And then, and then and I, I don't like, save any numbers on my phone. Oh, so I just man. have all these ra random numbers. I mean, obviously, I have, you're, you're I'm not very tech savvy. <laughs> all good. All good. You want to play a game? Okay. All right. So you haven't seen this yet, have you? No. Man, it's so funny. Everyone agrees to come on and then they have no idea what they're in for. No, I'm kidding. It's not that bad. We're going to do a blind taste test. Oh, okay. Fun. Yeah. Let me take my Invisalign out. Yeah, do that. I'm going to get out the uh, blindfold. These are always fun. It's so interesting how when you don't see something, you can't tell what the food item is. Yeah. I did one with like a sushi rolls and my friend was like, I was like, this is definitely not salmon. And it was like salmon. <laughs> well, I had and salmon is so distinct. Yeah. But like when you can't salmon, see it when it's not when it's like really fresh. I don't know for whatever reason. I um, I had to stop eating cooked salmon. I, I love it raw, but I, I can't do cooked salmon anymore. It makes my stomach upset. You know who also hates cooked salmon? Christine Ha. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she and I are good friends. Oh, So cool. when she came on the show and somebody, I don't remember who, chose salmon. And... Was she pissed? No, but I was like, oh, uh, no. Like, that one's not salmon. winning. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have you throw this on. Keep your water close so you can rinse your mouth in between. In between. Whoa, this is a really fancy eye mask. Well, I lost the other one I had. I don't know how. And then this is like a depuffing, like yeah, it's got like lavender in do it. Do you like microwave it when you get home from? I don't a really know. I bought it. <laughs> I bought it at Whole Foods. <laughs> are you like? Oh yeah, you would. Are you like put it in the freezer before you have to shoot, and then you put it on the morning while you meditate? That sounds like something you would do. Um, and no, you would. I was going to go to CVS, but I was like, let me just see if Whole Foods has one because I'm here. And they did. <laughs> no, that's why it's nice. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to pull out the goodies. Okay. Here's the deal. I actually, because I was flying in to do this, I didn't have, at first I didn't have time to go to the store. So I bought a bunch of things in the airport, like a bunch of snacks in the airport. Okay. And then oh. I opened my Instagram DMs, okay. and you were. Are you gonna feed me? Running, yeah, I'm gonna feed you. So have you been feeding everyone who every comes guest, on? Every guest, every guest, guy and girl. It's pretty funny. Hand fed. It's pretty funny. This uh, is also a really good eye mask because it doesn't allow any peeking. Yeah, because it's it's like full padded. Of, it's full of sand. So we got some goodies, and then so then when you were like, like I'm, I'm in late. A dungeon. It's Derek's food dungeon. <laughs> Ooh, that could be. Fed. Let's sit back just a little bit. So I'm gonna bring the mic in front of me. There you you go. know, I have to say, if I don't know what it is, it's mm -hmm. because the lavender and eucalyptus and the eye mask <laughs> is deteriorating me and distracting me from like what's in my mouth. Because this is quite strong. Fair. Okay. Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with some easy right out the gate. Although there have been chefs that have missed this. So what we'll do is I got a little spoon here, and I'm gonna say open up, and then I'll put the spoon in your mouth. You're sick, fuck. <laughs> yeah, this is, no, you're taking it totally. No, we're having fun. Gordon does this. What do you mean? Gordon does this on Hell's Kitchen. All right. And then 
if you you know if you're trying to figure it out describe what you're tasting if you want whatever okay. have fun with it okay okay here we go first one open up it's kind of a big bite it's carrot there you go okay good you got your water close yeah you got this from the airport? No, like I said, oh. I was trying to say when when you when I opened my DMs and you were thirty minutes late, I stopped at the grocery store. Well, fifteen minutes late because I pushed fifteen. Yeah, nice way to insert that I was late. <laughs> <laughs> you were running behind. It's all good. It worked out perfectly. All right, ready for the next one? Mm -hmm. Open up. I'm like trying to feel it with my tongue first, with the shape. Yeah, I chopped them up so you can't, you can't fool me. You can't hack. You can't hack the taste test. Mmm. Mmm. What is that? Oh. Yeah. It's like um sugar snap peas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good job. But when you can't see it and it's chopped up, it's different, right? Mm hmm. All right. Is is it all really healthy things? You're just feeding me rabbit food? Uh, well, we're going to get to some things. <laughs> You're getting the longest taste test I've ever done, that's for sure. Here we go. Next one. Open up. Give me the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to eat the spoon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I like that you're being very studious about this. Is that the right word? Mm, I know this. <laughs> You're like just <laughs> it's so in the front of your mouth right now. <laughs> mm, I know this. Kiwi. No. No, wait, wait, hang on. Mm. You want another bite? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I want another bite. This is so funny. I thought this would be an easy one, boys. Open it. Oh, the texture is so weird. <laughs> For real? <laughs> Anything, Ginny? <laughs> Are you sure it's not kiwi? It's raspberry. Oh! <laughs> That's so weird! <sighs> Bummer. <laughs> Two for three. Okay, ready? Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Hey, come on. Ding, ding, ding. That's an easy one, though. Well, I thought raspberry was an easy one. Mm. You, okay. Will you later put this on and then eat the little... Have someone feed I, you? Steven did it for me. On my exit, uh, My when I got eliminated... It's weirdly kiwi-like, because then you're like... You feel the seeds, and then, like, it's, like, slimy. 
All right. We're starting to venture out away from fresh rabbit food. Is will you tell me if it's gonna go savory? Um I can't on okay, this. Okay, I can't okay, on okay. this one. Okay, okay, that's fine. Because it's This is my favorite game. Good. I play this all day. <laughs> Good. Okay, oven up. You're gonna kind of probably need to use your Ew, what is this? <laughs> Come on, you gotta know this. Oh, it's tomato sauce. It's what? Tomato sauce. Close. Tomato paste. Ketchup. Tomato to paste. paste. <laughs> Chef ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I know you're going to know this one, but let's have some fun. Maybe I won't. You thought I was going to know raspberry. Oh, oh, you're ready. Okay, here we go. And I need the flavor of this. Oh. If you can. Everybody loves these. Well, it's a gummy candy. Yep. Like a specific kind? Yeah. I don't know. And the flavor is... Is it the the red color? (laughs) This is the red's a flavor? Uh Uh-huh. Watermelon Sour Patch. Mm. Mmm. These are good. Yeah. Um... Let's see if you know this one. These? This is one of my favorite things. Do you want to rinse first? No. You're good? Okay, mm-hmm. this... <laughs> this is going to be funny. You're just going to bite down. This is not going to be on a spoon. It's beef jerky. Um, it's a turkey jerky. Open up. It's a Slim Jim. Mm. Right there, right there. Mm, it's a bueno. Yeah! <laughs> These are the best. <laughs> you like how I knew before? It was, you weren't even through it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know the shape. <laughs> Very familiar. Oh, the shape. This is what I ate before I went to, the last thing I ate before I went to bed at like two. T- last night? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm. That was when I was waking up in Dallas to come here. Oh yeah, that's my favorite thing. Those are so good. I love those. Okay, do you want to rinse or you think you're? I'm good. Okay, same thing on this one. It's a biting. It's a biting. Bite, (laughs) bite it. It's a pocky stick. You got it. But what flavor? Ooh, tell me. Strawberry. Ding, ding, ding. Good job. Mm That's it. That's, That's all I got. It? Yep. Dang. That was what fun. What did I miss? Strawberry and you missed raspberry. Oh, raspberry and the the jelly. Yeah, 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 and the, the sour, sour patch. patch. Fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really fun. <laughs> okay, you earned the cookie. Yay! <laughs> I love this game. Yeah, have it. Take it. Mm. They're so good. Mm-hmm. I have to like not eat them. Why? Because I'll just I'll eat them till I become 400 pounds 
You should recreate it in a fancy dessert. In a cookie, maybe? Mm. It kind of, I mean, it's pretty fancy. Like, that cream in there is I so know, I know. decadent. But can you imagine, like, on a yeah. on a plate somehow? Okay, I'm going to make that one of my next videos. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'll make it one of my Hey Chef videos. Have you seen those? Where I talk to myself? Mm-hmm. I have. I feel like you're always somewhere different. Because I'm literally, I travel so much. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm... I have multiple kitchens. I have multiple. <laughs> mm. okay. Love that. Is um, that a wrap then? What's that? Is that a wrap? It can be. Mm -hmm. What else do you want to tell tell the world? Mm -hmm. You want to share your social media so people can find your uh, your chili oil. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Where do we find you? Um, it's just Felix Fong F A N G two one seven. And the your profile photo is a, a goat. Is it's it a, a weeping goat? goat. Yeah, <laughs> with sunglasses on. Does it have sunglasses? Mm -mm. No, mm -mm. it should. That should be your it's logo. Just it should be a goat with sunglasses on. Is that rubbish? Do you have a rubbish one? Here, throw it in here. Yeah. Felix, thank you for coming and hanging out and chatting, telling your story a little bit. Yeah. Uh, keep me posted on launching, like growing the chili oil. Anything you need, yeah, help I'll hit wise, you up for sure. Let me know. Yeah, um, I got tons of advice. Dara calls me for advice for private chef, and she called me the other day. How much do I charge? <laughs> and I like that's important to me because I called Luca when I got off. Mm -hmm. I got a hold of Luca when I got done with season six, and he didn't give me any advice. <laughs> I oh, was like, really? Yeah. Mm. It was like, oh, thanks, bud. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Anyway, um, right on. What are, you doing really the, fun. what are you doing the rest of the day? Um, I work tonight, and then Judy and I are going to go get some lunch or coffee, both. Awesome. Probably. Yeah. Right but on. this was really fun. Yo, and any I love the game. I can't wait for the cookie, and then <laughs> I'll let you know when I'll be doing um, yeah, keep doing the woes and stuff. Yeah, like if, you're, if you and your wife are ever in the Hollywood area or something. We'll come out to an event. Yeah, come out to an event. Yeah. yeah. Um, come to Katsuya to eat. That would be fun. Yes. Yes. Do a date night over there. For yeah, sure. Just hit me up. Let me know when I'm working, and then I'll hook you guys up with a discount. That would be awesome. Send out some stuff. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And anytime you want to come on the pod and talk about anything, okay, let cool. me know. Or let me know if some other people are coming, and then we can like, want... I can like bombard. Them yeah. Crash or it. Something. Sounds yeah. good. All right. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to a bunch of losers with me, Derek Fox. Uh, please comment below. Uh, if you guys have questions for any of these guests, I'm sure they would love to answer, and I'll answer as well. So let me know below. Also, you know what to do. Like, share, subscribe, and then also make sure you're following us on Instagram, A Bunch of Losers with Derek Fox, so you get the update on the new episodes. We will be launching them weekly. All right. Thanks, losers. Action.